Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life, episode 846. And I call this one Projects and Problems, the Secret Recipe for Success. Success is a is a word that we use for meaning you got what you wanted, right? You uh, an ad campaign was successful or a team was successful. You you got the outcome that you expected to get that you wanted to get. And in this context, I'm talking about life, your ultimate life, the life you want, a successful life. So there's ways that we look at that that are not. Com- comprehensive enough. So you can say that project was successful, meaning you built something you meant to build. And that's true. Life. What is your successful life look like where you built something you meant to build? Now, the easiest way that we know to think about that is money, right? You get a, you, some kind of an education or a trade skill. And today the broad, that is such a broad thing, right? You can have so many things. I know, I know some kids who say, I'm going to grow up to be a YouTube star and grow up for them means like two or three years from now. I want to be a YouTube star. I want to be a TikTok star. I want to be, you know, I want to do that and have that be how I make an impact and make a living. That kind of idea a little while ago was just a few years ago was ridiculous. Now it's not. You have the ability to create the kind of life you want. In fact, you are creating the life you want. That's, that's the foundation premise. So let's get one thing uh, clear, right? To begin with, you are at cause at cause. What does that mean? Well, at cause means you're the fundamental mover in your life. You create, I do create life. It's like the music I do over in the recording studio over there. When I'm doing songs, I am at cause. I think of an idea. I write some words about it. I create them into verses and I I usually have an idea of the kind of song it's going to be. Is it going to be fast? Is it going to be slow? Is it going to be a ballad? Is it going to be upbeat? Are are there going to be narrated or parts in it that are spoken like rap? Or is it all going to be sung? Like, what is the song? What is the message? What am I trying to say? And then I go through those processes. So I am at cause. I then sit down at the keys and think about, you know, rhythm, beat, tempo, instruments, and I am at cause. So that's easy to understand. Same thing with the book. I write books all the time. You know that. So I am at cause. I have a system called the story arc. The story arc is a, is a process for organizing your thinking about how to get your book done. So there it is, the story arc. And I actually wrote this book because I couldn't find it. I couldn't find a good system. I'd seen several about outlining and everything, but I really couldn't find what I wanted. And so I wrote that book. And again, I am at cause. I'm at cause to write that book. I'm at cause to write more books. The difficulty or thing where it sort of blows outside of our mind is when you say, 
I am at cause in the matter of my life. Because there's so many other variables, so many things that happen. What does it even mean, I'm at cause in the matter of my life? I don't control the weather. I don't control my health. I can influence it, right? I get enough sleep, eat well, uh, keep myself, you know, safe as much as I can. Don't play on the freeway or do things that are equivalent. But way more than that, you're at cause in the matter of your life. So here's the first secret. You are at cause. You create this. Now, there's no question that stuff happens I didn't ask for. Five years ago, I got sick in the hospital and died and wrote a book about dying and everything else. And it was in a coma for a long time and lost a lot, a lot of weight and had to start over physically. I didn't ask for any of that. So at cause in the matter of my life doesn't mean I went around looking for a way to get sick and die. It doesn't mean that. What it does mean is, given what is around me, and in that case I had this illness, what am I going to create with it? So I am at cause in that fashion. I took what is and I created something. You know what I created out of it? I wrote a book about my near-death experience. And then I wrote another book called The Book of Context about changing beliefs. And then a few months later, I had another experience, and I wrote the third volume, Walking Without Fear. The fourth volume, Living with Purpose and Power, is out on Kindle a couple weeks ago, and it'll be out in a couple weeks on paperback. So that's what I created out of that experience and subsequent experiences. So I am at cause. How I interpret, how I interact with how I live in and around all those things that happen. Now, if you object to that idea, then uh, what you're saying is, I think everything should flow the way I want it. People should act the way I want. My work, I should get the job I want. I should get paid what I want. I should be able to control all those elements so that the world orders itself like I think it should for my ease and enjoyment. Now, said like that, it sounds ridiculous and arrogant, and it is. It is ridiculous and arrogant. But lots of people think that, and when someone does something that isn't according to your liking, or maybe something cruel, unkind, and deliberately painful to you, then, you know, you think you're not at cause because they did that to you. Well, it's not true. You are at cause, first, last, and always. Even though you don't control, I call that the weather. The weather around you is what everybody else does, the actual weather, whether or not you're sick on a given day or you feel good, all that stuff, you know, you don't control all that. But you do control what you do with it. So there's foundation principle number one. If you deviate, if I deviate from that principle, then I'm giving up control of my life. I'm abdicating, okay, you get to control your, my life. I'm going to give you authority and power to control how I feel and all the rest. So that's principle number one. Principle number two is I like to think of things in two axes. You know, there's what I call the goal line. And this description is not original to me. I think I don't, I don't remember who said it first, but they described there's a goal line and a soul line uh, and soul S O U L. Right. And recognizing that there's, we're dual beings, right? We have a physical body and we have a spiritual component. There's lots of ways of describing that. We are uh, spiritual beings having a physical experience or a temporal experience. 
There's talk about non-duality where we're all connected. All those things are true. And one way to think about them, I enjoy, is this goal line, which is all the things that happen in life. I want to get a driver's license when I'm 16. I understand from a survey the other day that I saw that there's lots and lots of kids now in the U.S. that don't want to get a driver's license when they're 16. They don't want to do that. It's not a rush. When I was growing up, oh, man, turn 16, you got to get to that DMV and get your license because it symbolized freedom, symbolized the opportunity to go somewhere, to, you know, go do things you couldn't do otherwise and be in charge, self-determination, and that there's a move away from that now among kids that age because it's self-determination, responsibility, and all the rest. It's like, no, I don't want that yet. I want to stay immune to those responsibilities. Well, there's some piece of this goal line in that thought. I don't want to have responsibility. You're free to go through life and not take any responsibility, but you're still a cause. So what you'll get with that is a life that is the one of a person who takes no responsibility and therefore is created, crafted, formed, pushed around, moved by others. When others are controlling your life, they're doing it with their ideas and sometimes for their benefit, not for yours. Think about that. And, you know, that's fine, but you're still at cause. You cannot escape that truth. You're creating. You're always creating. You're never not creating. Creating your attitude, your feelings. You're describing your situation. You're acting according to your own story and belief about the situation that you're in or that you were just in. There's a funny thing that even if I say to you, what's happening right now, and you tell me what's happening right now, it's already not true, because that was a description of what was happening then when I asked the question. In this very moment, and I define a moment as 8.64 seconds, and you know that story, but in this very moment, there is no description. There is simply being. I am here in this moment, experiencing what I'm experiencing here. And the minute I begin to describe it, it's already passed and it's no longer the present. But that's a whole philosophical thing we won't do right now. So let's talk about the goals. When you're a kid, you want to, can't wait till school's out. Can't wait for summer break. Or if summer break and you hate it, you can't wait to go back to school. Or you can't wait till you get a job. Or you can't wait to have an allowance, or you can't wait to have a driver's license, or you can't wait to graduate from high school. You know, these are goals, and then getting a a degree if you decide to pursue higher education, creating a job, getting money, making your first million, uh, getting a relationship, having a relationship. Those are all activities that you look forward to, or don't, (laughs) but they're activities on sort of a project line basis. Now, I'm going to talk to you as if you're already... An adult, somewhere between 30 and 60, probably. And so a lot of those older ones are done. They're past. What are your goals right now? What is on your goal line? Okay, because I said this is projects and problems, secrets of success and peace. Prosperity, peace, success, that ultimate life stuff. All of the goal line things are projects. And I say that because how to do them is well known. It's exactly known how to go to a school, graduate, and get a degree. It's well known how to study and get a license, whether it's a driver's license or pass the bar. You know, you go do certain things, you study, you take some tests, 
the process of doing any of the things on the goal line is already well known. So I talk to a lot of people in my line of work who are creating businesses. I had the chance to interview the other day a woman who has a fabulous business as a nurse coach. And she was just an episode, not, not the, the, you've probably already seen it because it was uh, just before this one. She went through a process. She became a nurse. She worked as a nurse. She discovered she liked coaching. She added the coaching aspect to it. And now she provides a beautiful service to companies with that set of skills. But that's still all a project. All those project steps are known. The difficult part is the vertical line, what I called a minute ago the soul line. And that is that whole mess inside of us, our attitude, our mindset, our stance, our context, what we believe. There is the only place there can be a problem. No matter what your goal is, whether it's to make your first million or your tenth million, that is a project. It has a set of steps. Those steps include setbacks and failures and testing and code that doesn't work and machines that you built that fail and ideas that nobody likes. Those are all just project steps. And by themselves, they have absolutely no drama. They simply are what they are. You build a new car, and it either works or it doesn't work. You decide you want to invest in electric vehicles, and they either take off or they don't. You decide you want to invest in crypto. It either goes the way you want it to or not. You invest in yourself. That's different. The steps of investing in yourself and taking advantage of that investment are well known. The success depends on this, this vertical axis. Isn't that funny? I've got a green screen, and so you're looking right through my arm to the background picture. That's okay, so just pretend that my arm's there. If you're not watching the video, you're missing something. It's pretty funny. I can't do it. My hand is still there in the picture, but my elbow and arm, you're looking right through it. This is the secret to peace and success, is manage the soul line. Manage the awareness line, waking up inside of you realizing that you do have the ability and you are creating your own life. See, if I go through life and don't believe or I'm not aware that I create my life, then everything else creates it. It's acting on me. My life is using me. Others are using me. Circumstances are using me, right? It is only when I become aware and then take responsibility for my internal attitudes, my work, my mindset, my thought, all of that, however you want to describe it, that I really have power. Before that time, I have none. I've I've given it away. Everything else, everyone else controls me. So let's just let this be clear. Number one, you're at cause. Number two, all the things you want that are physical are projects, and the steps to get there are well-known. There's no mysteries there. I don't care what you want. You want to go make a million dollars? The steps to create a million dollars are well known. The steps to launch a business are well known. The steps to identify 
a product or service that you could offer. Write a book, create a course, create a coaching program, do some consulting. Those steps are well known. They're project steps, and you can move along that line and take care of them. The problem is here, and that is our mindset, our attitude, our belief, and our context. So let's talk about that, because that is where the work is. There's all kinds of sayings that we have in our language that reflect this. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. What does that even mean? It means that if I believe I will fail, then I will. Either because I don't try, or I don't try very hard, or I give up after I've failed once or twice. And so I have become a self-fulfilling prophecy. I will fail at this, therefore I do. Those statements are real, and they're accurate, and they're predictive. So if you want a life of peace and success, step one, we said already, was to understand that you are at cause. That also means you can have it. You can have peace, prosperity. I call it your ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. Now, the way I'm looking at that is books and music, and I do coaching, too, But the thing I love to create, I'm a creative at heart. Books, music, videos. I love doing videos, I love doing songs, music, and I love writing books. I do them all the time. Every day I'm working on one or more of those just because I can, just because it's fun, and I love it. And they have all been, but how to write a song, that just has a certain number of steps. How to write and publish the book, certain number of steps. But you know what? For me, there's been all kinds of drama on the soul line because I lived for decades believing I wasn't good enough. And so I did all kinds of things to sabotage finishing my work. I'd get something 80% done, and then I would slow down the momentum. I'd get something 90% done, and then I'd slow it down even more. 95% slow even more. 99%, oh man, then the excuses and reasons came up. And sometimes it would take months to finish that last percent. No particular reason. There was no problem. There was nothing on the project line that needed that to happen. But it was on the soul line, the attitude line, the mindset line. If mindset line works better than soul line for you, use that. What I believed. So here are the mindset things. And I'm applying this to my music. I now put out songs, write songs regularly, and of all kinds. I've got 88 songs on uh, all the platforms, iTunes and Amazon, Spotify, and so forth. And I would encourage you and invite you to go listen to them. But the story behind writing and creating those is quite dramatic. At first, I just struggled with the the self-doubt and fear. Didn't want to do it. Wouldn't be good enough. Nobody would listen. I don't care. So I'm just going to mess with it. I'll just mess around and make cool stuff, but it'll be for me. Then I finally pushed through, taking three times as long as I needed to do music-only songs. I did a lot of dance music, electronic dance, EDM. And then I did some New Age kind of stuff, and, and I did some meditation music. And it got easier, finally. And here was one of the reasons. One, I got better at this, the process of doing it, these project steps. But another really important thing for me was I didn't sing in those songs. My voice wasn't in them. 
So they were easier for me to do because what I realized finally is that my me exposing my voice, singing for you, la, 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 singing for you, I was afraid of that. I was scared to do it because I was worried that you wouldn't like it, that you would think I sucked, that you would say, that's stupid. Who is he to think he can sing? That was a real issue. And it was a, it was on this line, clearly, because I had been in many choirs and very successful choirs, and I had even taught voice. So isn't that silly? But not really, because it was powerful and it was in the way of getting that done. What finally turned the corner for me was writing. So I wrote a book uh, called Tightrope of Depression, which talked about my uh, years zero to 52, the first 52 years of my life, and the struggles I had with depression and all of its attendant miseries, including addictions and a bunch of stuff. When I finally wrote this book, something in my heart said, I want to do some music. I want to do something different. I don't want to just have the book. I want to do some music that will be representative of that work. So I set about writing some songs that would be consistent with a book called Tightrope of Depression, and I created the album uh, called Name of the Black. And I wrote 11 songs, and I don't know why I decided 11, but picked 11. So 11 songs... And I wrote them, and it took me four years, maybe five years, to finish them, to record them, to finally decide they were, quote, good enough, and to put them online with distribution companies all over the place. That was a huge fear block for me. It's done now. Then I wrote the sequel, Down from the Gallows is a book, and now I have another album of music. So I share that with you because this feeling of either you can't do it or you'll be ridiculed or it'll, you'll be, it'll be rejected. Nobody, somebody won't like it. That idea is prevalent and powerful for all of us. So I'd like to talk with you a little bit about that. Because I certainly know what that feels like. And I certainly know how it got in my way for years. I also know how I got past it. And I also know in getting past it, how I now have been able to create this thing that's on the screen, your ultimate life. Purpose, prosperity, and joy. The reason I'm doing this is... My commitment this year is to help you reach your own version of the ultimate life. I don't know what your voice is, your voice in the world, right? Your voice is powerful, it's needed, and it's important. But I don't know what yours is. I'd love to. If you hear this and you'd like to chat, I want to talk. I want to talk to you. I want to help you discover, if you don't already know, what your powerful voice is. What is it that you do that is your unique contribution to the world. One of the things I one of the things I do often, maybe always, on my podcast interviews is I ask the guest to first just talk to me about how they're adding good to the world. And most people 
get stuck with that question just for a minute. And then they exclaim, wow, I've never been asked anything like that before. And here's the reason I ask it. I want each person, but I'm inviting you right now to think about the intentionality. Like, do you get up and just go through the day without thinking about it? Or do you create your day? This goes back to being at cause. You can create your day any way you want. What I've noticed in my decades of depression and then now 16 going on 17 years since a grand awakening in 2007 is that when I'm intentional and purposeful and focused about what I'm doing every day, day to day, life's a lot more fun. So that is a big contributor to your ultimate life. Projects and problems, the secret to peace and success. Number one, you are at cause. Number two, declaring a purpose for yourself is a powerful motivator, a powerful guiding star, and it helps me stay focused, stay happy, stay engaged, and make money. Now, we all need money, absolutely, and the more we have of it, the more things we can do. Also, the more trouble we can get in. But having good coin is a good thing, especially if you've made a commitment in your effort to add good to the world, to do good stuff. So I'm inviting you right now to think about what are the problems that you have invented for yourself? What are the things that are in your way, in your mind? Here's some examples. I don't have time. That is nonsense, absolute nonsense. You may not have enough hours to do every single thing you want to do. I'm not pretending that. But you do have enough time to do something that moves you in the direction you want to go. You do. I have never met a person, ever, who comes to me and says, I'm so busy, I can't, and then the list of I can'ts is really long. When we talk about it, honestly, for a bit, they realize, you know, I could do this. I could quit doing this, and I could do this. Not all at once, not from five minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours a week. That adds up so quickly. But you know what's even more important than the hours? Because the hours are spent in the activities we talked about. What's more important is who shows up. For those hours. Who is it? Is it your very best, most hopeful, powerful, capable, creative self? Or is it somebody just dragging their ass to the starting line? Sometimes we just have to drag our butts to the out of bed or into the day. I get that. But you have control of that too, because that's part of this I'm at cause. It's one of the reasons I teach so much about creating a daily creation process, a morning routine, a morning ritual. Not because it's fun to say, oh, I have an important, weird morning ritual, or I do this, that, and the other, but because it, it literally allows you to move yourself, your spirit, your heart, your energy, from wherever it is when you wake up to where you want it. This is the at-cause part. You have the ability to move your energy, your attitude, your focus, your belief in yourself from wherever it is, random, as you wake up to where you want it. 
Well, if you have the ability to start every day full of creativity, power, glory, excitement, why wouldn't we do that? Well, the only reason we wouldn't is we're, we either don't believe it'll work. Yeah, I hear all that crap, but it won't work. Or we don't really want it. We're afraid of something. Fear of failure, fear of success. I've heard both those things talked about a lot. And there's more than just those two. So the secret to happiness, success, peace, purpose, prosperity, and joy, number one, you're at cause. Own it. Take fierce ownership of your life. Number two, tell the truth. Do you really want something? How bad do you want it? Whatever it is, if it's more money, if it's more time, if it's more peace, if it's more health, if it's to, you know, change some aspect of your life, do you want it bad enough to do what is required to get it? That's the real question. So wherever your goals are, the the project, the steps along this axis are all well known. The motivation, the courage, the resilience, overcoming setbacks, re-energizing yourself, amping up your creativity, taking the right risks when things don't go your way, starting over when you get splattered to the pavement. Those are all soul line or attitude or mindset issues, and you have full control over those. Now, you may need, I needed to get help. When I was working on my depression after decades, I needed to talk to a lot of shrinks and try different medications and did things, but I was determined, no matter what, to move forward powerfully, fully, and completely. No matter what, no matter what is what the act, what the, um, engine is. I'm going there no matter what. I'm going to go to that place in the world where I no longer struggle with depression, where I no longer hate myself, where I'm no longer afraid to put my voice in the world. I'm going to that place. I don't know what it takes to get there, but I'm going. Hell or high water. That is the truth of you are at cause. You are. The, The deep emotional question is, what are you willing to do to claim that control and to create the life you want? That is the secret to peace and success in any area. Exactly what do you want and what are you willing to do to get it? And then to go do those things, which might include whatever help it needs, getting learning new skills, hiring coaches or consultants or redoing your life changing your habits, your resting habits, your eating habits, your thinking habits. They're the ones that are first. You know what I noticed? Why is it so, uh, there's all kinds of new um, weight and health management things I see. And they're all focusing now on mindset. Because focusing only on the activities is a losing battle. Until you have made a firm choice. To become whatever it is you've said, but you know for sure you're going there. Until you do that, you're going to struggle. You're going to go and, you know, one step forward, two steps back, backsliding and all the rest. Here's the good news. No one can stop you. No one on this earth 
can keep you from getting your life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. No one can keep you from creating all the cash you want. No one can keep you from creating a life you love and are excited about every day. Nobody can keep you from that. Nobody. Only you. And that's the good news. My commitment is to help 250 million people realize who they really are and then create their lives from that place of infinite capability and power. If I can help you, you're invited. I invite you to go to yourultimatelife.ca, the URL right here on the screen. Why? Because there's a five-video series about the master keys to creating your ultimate life. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants more of this and more of that. And it's usually money and time. You can have it, but you have to do the work and have to get the mindset that allows you to keep going no matter what. I know you can have this. I'm available to help. I've become an expert, not because it was came in an Amazon box, but because I've crawled over all the broken glass and hot coals to get there. And now I'm on the other side, and I see how I did it, how others do it, and what's required for you to create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet